The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. leaders, Mike and Lori, as they reveal insider secrets, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11 for your hosts, Mike and Lori. Bum, 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 Mike O'Neill. <laughs> startled you, didn't I? Oh, you were going to start the show and you just... You're funny. It's called, that's called jumping the gun. You know, when that you're drag racing, funny. that's called a red light. A red light. Well, you yeah, know what? You lose. If our If our audience could have seen the look on your face just then, was, you were stunned. We, we're going to have to do a, a, an actual video version of the radio show like... Oh, today would be fun. Like, like Howard Stern or... Yeah. Some of those, we used to do that. Remember, we used yeah, to do we that. did. Ask a LinkedIn expert was all the all Way the rage. Much. Yeah, that was fun. Well, today today uh, we've got Noah Ricken oh, on the show, my. and and he was the chief executive for Jeffrey Gittimer's company, by Gittimer and the, yep. and the training company over there. So we're going to talk today about collaboration because this is all about. That's kind of how we know them, right? And uh, you've actually spent time with Jeffrey at his office, yeah, and with and, Noah. And with Noah, I've together. got a picture of me and Noah. You know what? On on the he's blog, he's a formidable post, man. He's he's very large, man. He's he's, he's <laughs> much bigger than he looks in, in person. He's much bigger than he, he looks. looks. Smaller was, in the headshot. You know, he put his arm around me, and I'm like around my shoulders. I'm like, how tall are you? <laughs> I just he doesn't look that that tall, and and then all of a sudden you're standing next to him, and you feel a little dwarfed. But you know, I've got a picture of he and I together from. Christmas of 2010, I was in Charlotte with him and Jeffrey Gittimer just before Jeffrey's book, Social Boom, came out because we were talking to them about right. contributing a chapter. And so that's when I met Noah in person. And so for our blog post on Rock the World blog, when we put up our recap of this radio show, I'll include that picture so sure. people Fair can enough. see it. So look at rocktheworldmedia.com, click on the blog on the radio show for today's episode, and you'll see that picture of Noah and I. It's a great one. You know, partly because of that trip, we became a contributor to the Social Boom book. You know, that's really a good lesson for our listeners, Mike. I really, um, I think people have said, you know, how do you, how do so many people get to know you? How do you build your networks with people that are relevant? To me, people that are relevant are people who are interested in what we do and feel like we have value to offer them to help them reach their goals. And so by contributing to books 
um, whether it's a chapter or thoughts and ideas or contributing blog posts like on LinkedIn Intelligence, Scott Allen's blog, we blog with him. Um, we've done other LinkedIn books. We've contributed content and chapters and things. And so that helps spread the word about who we are, how we think, and what our ideas are. And it works for everyone else, too. We it didn't, does. We didn't invent this stuff. We, we looked at Dave Taylor and the other folks that are doing things and you know, we said, yeah, that, I, I get it. I get it. Yep. In fact, our friend, our friend Dave Taylor was just featured on the Huffington Huffington Post, no less, the big right. national national publication. Um, it was a little story about the Kindle Fire. Yes. You know, he's, he's, he's earned his spot up there, but he has guest blog for us and we have for him. And he wrote the, the introduction to, to Rock our the World Rock with Robot. LinkedIn. Yep. Rock the World with your online presence. So, um, you know, sharing your knowledge, finding a place, if you don't have a book to write or you don't have a blog to write or you don't have your own um, material out there, your own channel out there, find other people who are related or who have a similar audience to you and talk to them about guest posting. Everybody's interested in, in more content and better um, spread of, of thought leadership and stuff. So I'm going to I'm gonna guarantee you that somebody that you talk to will accept your proposal. And hey, if you want a guest post on rocktheworldmedia.com, send us a note. And if your if your thoughts align, we'll put you on the post. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, key point there is people are looking for like-minded stuff. You're not going right. to go find some, some something bland right. up on our blog site. That doesn't fit the bill. But if there's something exciting, a music tie, a social media piece or something, we'd love to have a have some contributions, just as we love to land our stuff to other people. Well, then that just brings up the point, too. If you do have a blog and you're looking for guest posts, reach out to us, and maybe we'll be able to post on your blog as well and help drive traffic to you. So there you go. So, Mike, um, collaboration is key. And with Jeffrey Gittimer, he reached out to us. Now, you, you might not know this part of the story, but when I met him in Charlotte, it was really funny. It was hysterical. I walk in the room, and Noah you know, ushers me into the into the big room where Jeffrey's getting prepared for his next video shoot. And he's like, oh, I know you. I remember you. And I don't know your name, but I know your partner, Mike O'Neill. I will never forget Mike O'Neill. I never remember anybody's name, but I know his name. And I was like, well, I think I'm flattered. You know? I wasn't sure how to respond to that. But he meant it in, in good in good nature. So, you know, it was kind of cool, though, because you've made such an impression we on met, him. We met him at the Action Coach event in, 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 in Denver. Denver. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of years ago. So, oh, actually, July of '09. So, you know that that was really cool. You never know where those relationships are going to go. But you know, even if you people that are a little bit out there, remember other people that, that are, are a little, little bit, bit out, out there. there. <laughs> you're a lot out there, my friend. You are. But so we're going to. I'm up. You're the ones who just saw Guns and Roses twice. two times in a month, Lori. So who's I out there? I I saw them, and I had four different seats at those two concerts. And you know what, Mike? That Guns N' Roses show was so good. It was so incredible. It was the best concert I have ever been to, and it's the best concert twice I've ever been to now. And so good that if I find them again, if I find them on the road again, I am going to find a way to get back out to the Guns N' Roses show and stay to the end. You've got to stay to the end. Stay to the end. Yeah, all that. Yep. There's a little secret at the end that happens. Oh, my gosh. Um, So uh, it... He comes on at 11 o'clock at night. Right. He comes on. The warm-up band comes on at 9, and he comes on at 11. I mean, two-hour gap from the warm-up band. Good well, warm-up an hour, because it Good was an band. hour for the warm-up band, yeah. But um, still. And, uh, and, it, uh, and then he plays till past 2 a.m. Yes. That fits us. 
that's our style. We're normally up then anyway. It is. Yeah. And you know what's sad, though? What really is painful is it's a Sunday night. Both times in Minneapolis and in Denver, it was a Sunday night show that started the main act at 11 and went until 10 after 2. And it was just brilliant. I mean, I, I kept hanging around and, and I, I, just, I couldn't leave. It was fabulous. Yeah, I don't think you would have missed uh, um, Slash and the others at all. The no. show. These other musicians These are every are bit great. as weird and funky with the top hat and everything like Slash oh, and them. the guitar. The, that, that guitarist with the top hat was my favorite. He kept coming because on one one show, I was actually sitting on the side of the stage, and you know they have the stage all the way out to the edges, and they can literally you could almost touch them. You if you stood up in your seat and leaned forward, they could lean forward over the edge of the stage and touch you. Literally shake your hands. And they run around. Of the video. It was Just, so... It's like a, 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 a highline match. It was great. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. They switch sides and they run around. Hell. Anyway, we're a little excited about it. If you get a chance to go see Axl Rose and his band called Guns N' Roses... Yep. Go do it. absolutely astounded. Wear a black t-shirt. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and stay to the end. You will... Thank us for that advice. Stay to the end, no matter how much it costs you the next day. So I would be guns, and you would be... Roses. Guns and roses. Because it had to be that way. I had to point that out. Hey, uh, let's get on. Let's get uh, get the, the announcements for our great sponsors and partners. Yes. Up, and then we'll jump on in to Noah. Noah. Fabulous. Time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Superior affiliate offers. Superior affiliate brands. Superior affiliate service. The Superior Affiliate Management. Superior Affiliate Management delivers direct, exclusive offers with weekly payouts. Their mission is to ignite your e-commerce and ignite your commissions. Superior Affiliate Brands means our work with the Internet Retailer's Top 500, as well as new brands, thanks to their full-service agency and CPA network. Superior Affiliate Service means lifetime bonus referrals and personal VIP treatment. When you hear Superior Affiliate Offers... Superior Affiliate Brands. Superior Affiliate Service. That's SAMOPM.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, 
CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. Warning! Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause Webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Mike and Lori are back as they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Wow, wow, Lori. This is a big, big day today, isn't it? Big day for a big daddy. So, (laughs) hey, Mike, we've got Noah Ricken on the show with us this afternoon, a famed, famed an international speaker and trainer for sales folks, some of our favorite folks in the world. And Noah, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here with the rock stars that you guys are. <laughs> you rock my world, my friend. It has been a lot of fun, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun a lot of fun with our listeners today. So let's get right into it. Oh, no, what is your focus now? What are you, what are you concentrating on? Two things have happened in my life recently, one of which is I, I, I downgraded from a MacBook Pro to a MacBook Air. Um, and so this is a new machine for me, and I haven't haven't had time to do all kinds of little maintenance items. And I also changed my Skype handle. After all these years of being Big Daddy Noah, I decided to become Noah Rickon and be a little bit more professional. Um, <laughs> I like the Big Daddy Noahs. Okay, cool. Real, huh? That's funny. <laughs> Big Daddy Noah. That's great. Does Big Daddy Noah still exist? Uh, I I don't know. I think I I don't remember if I deleted the account or if I kept it. I mean, the reality was when I started using Skype, Skype was for like friends. It wasn't for business. And now that has become sort of mainstream. And you put Big Daddy No on your business card, and you get sort of interesting looks. <laughs> so what kind of video was that you were talking about, Noah? <laughs> <laughs> well, it That's started and because I've met you now. You I've got a picture of us in Charlotte at Jeffrey Gittimer's headquarters with our arms around each other. Well, you know, your arm around my shoulder, my arm around your waist. You are a big man and and you don't come across that way until I actually met you in person. Um, you know, I thought you were just I don't know, maybe I think everybody's Mike size, but compared to and when I put the two of you next to each other, you could be his big daddy. Wow, thank you. Actually, the, the <laughs> nickname started for my brothers would call me that uh, because I'm the oldest of three sons and I had children okay. first. And so they started <laughs> calling me Daddy because I had daughters. And then they right. started calling me Big Daddy because I was married for eight years and put on a few pounds. And okay. so, but I took a negative and turned it into a positive. I flaunted my weaknesses. I, I love that. I love that. I do the same thing. It's, it's kind of fun. And then it's they got older like, and they just call you Noah. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> So big da- that's the story of Big Daddy Noah. So so Noah, how did we meet? We actually met uh after first Mike and I trading some some uh contact information online. If I recall the story, I randomly became Mike's 30,000th connection on LinkedIn. And Mike looked and said, "Holy cow, this is so cool. My 30,000th 
connection is a is Noah Rickett. At the time, I was CEO of Jeffrey Ginnimer's training company, and uh, I knew that. If I recall correctly, Mike and Lori were running the the fans of Jeffrey Gittimer online, the LinkedIn group. And so it was like this serendipitous moment where we all came together virtually. And then it turns out you guys are into rock and roll and I'm into rock and roll. So, hey, we've got a lot going for us. And, and, and there you go. We were off to the races together. It has been fun. And and our relationship is still rocking and rolling because, you know, we just saw Guns, Guns and Roses recently. I understand you're a big... I'm jealous. You're a fan. (laughs) I knew you'd be a fan. Yes, the summer was... That that was the album. It was uh, Appetite for Destruction. And my friends and I would would break branches off of trees and use them as drumsticks and beat cardboard boxes with a big boombox outside rocking that album. It was one of my favorites. You know, my mother told me once I should run for office and I said no. There's no way. I've I've done not after the life I've lived. I know better than to <laughs> try and put myself in public. Pictures for of you politics. from that Grateful Dead show back in '72 or something that surfaced. <laughs> there, there are things you hey. have to decide when you're a kid. Do you want to run for president or do you want to have fun? You make that decision <laughs> when you're 12. Right. <laughs> um, hey, I, I saw Guns N' Roses first in. Um, it was in Phoenix, and it was right when Appetite for Destruction came out. Warrant was the opening band, and they were at a small place called the Celebrity Theater. It was in the round. And there weren't more than 30 rows from front to back. And I'm up on the, about the third row, right on the main aisle. And, and the guys from Warrant, the band Warrant, was well, they were killer at the time. And who it was almost a co-headliner. Right. Uh, sure. The guy, yeah, the guy from Warrant gets on the on the on the, the shoulders of the guitar player and they go around the audience with the guitar <laughs> player playing and the, with the singer on his, on his, on his, on his shoulders, shoulders up there. That's insane. And, and, you know, after that, you know, Guns N' Roses comes out and it's like, well, Axel, what are you going to do to top that? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And he does. He tops he did. it. He did. He used to. Well, so anyway, he does. So, Noah, I, I mean, everybody's enjoying our conversation about our, our personal lives and stuff. And I think, you know, Mike and I always talk about make it personal and then cool things happen. Let the business happen naturally later. But let's let's talk to everybody. You said you were CEO of, of Jeffrey Gidmer's Train One program. But now what are you doing? Well, I left not 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 for any other reason than the fact that I enjoyed speaking and and training salespeople, um, speaking to and training salespeople more than anything else. And so I'm still very closely tied with Jeffrey, and I'm a Gittimer certified speaker that travels the country, sometimes the world, speaking to salespeople or to companies who are interested in increasing their sales, and. Uh, I just discovered that I really enjoyed being out working with people, working with customers, as opposed to being back, holed up and running a business. Right. That's follow your passion. So that's really cool that your passion is kind of taking you back and forth, and occasionally you get to stop at the house for a layover. You know, there's press. My, daughter, my, da- my daughters are confused because they told me they see the tooth fairy more than they see it, see me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we Skype every day. And I bought – they're seven and five, and they both own uh, iTouches, or they're called iPod Touches, sorry. Um, and wherever they're connected to Wi-Fi, they're like just a FaceTime or a Skype call away. And, and we, we video chat with one another, and I take children's books with me on the road and read them virtually. It's great. Nice. Nice. I love it. You know, you kind of came out from, from the back to the front. It made me think of uh, – Oh, Don Henley or uh, Phil Collins, kind of 
doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from running the whole show and back to taking the stage up in front. No, it's a it's a big, big, cool move, man. That is. You that know, is, a, and it I, takes a lot of courage to do that. Well, it does. But for me, this it's it's my passion, and it's something that I love to do. And I feel totally gratified doing it, and the business is out there. People seem to be responding well, and it and allows. I guess this this is where I get to tie in my rock star love too. I was always a guitar player, but I can't sing well, so I was always sort of the the sideshow in any band I ever played it. Well, now I get to be the front man, and that's pretty cool to me. But the difference yes. is I'm, I'm able to tie in, you know, being the front man with with some sort of business mission, and I help people to make more money. So it's just it's full circle for me. Um, our good friend Siren. Used to um, he heads uh, uh, he runs Joshua a Tree. Uh, Joshua Tree. It's a tribute band out of L.A. Oh, um, sure. YouTube tribute band, right? And yep. um, he uh, he on his on his solo work, he's worked really tied to him. We're using his music in a lot of our stuff. And he used to play guitar and sing, and now he just sings because he needs to be in contr- fully in control of of his relationship with the audience, and the relationship with the machine gets in the way. Right? Yeah. He said when he when he. It was really a different experience for him when he started fronting Joshua Tree because of that. You know, Bono doesn't carry a guitar; he just sings. But he's a, he's an accomplished musician. But just because somebody is up there singing, they're they're really really connecting with the crowd. And I love that part about speaking. I think Mike does too. When we're speaking, we're on stage and we're connecting with people in the audience, no matter how big it is. You literally are creating micro relationships from the stage as people in the audience relate to what you're talking about to the experiences that you share or to the knowledge that you give them and it's it's a empowering relationship no it's very powerful and, and i think one of the most interesting differences though between being a rock and roll star and being the speaker is that if you are a phenomenal musician people will show up to watch you do your thing because it's an art form but no right. matter how great of a speaker you are it's very rare that anybody's willing to show up to see you do your thing as a speaker, you're there to translate your message to the audience so that everything you do, you deliver it in terms of that audience. You're speaking about them, not about yourself. And so I think it's very interesting that you talk about the connection that you can make with an audience. And, and you're right, you can if you're there for them and if you're exactly. there speaking speaking in terms of them. You know, we, we do – I want to ask you if, if you do this. And I, I'm, I'm sorry if I throw you off a little bit, but we get a lot of comments back from – uh, from people that are hiring us to come and speak at their organization or their event or whatever they have going on, and they ask us if we have a preference of what time of day, and we say, please don't put us on in the morning. That would be disastrous. But right after lunch, we can perk up your people, or right before happy hour, we can lead them into the event. And every now and then, I have somebody say, well, we don't do happy hours, or we don't do networking after. And those are usually you know, the CPA crowds. But Mike and I, they're a lot of times they're surprised that we want to stay after for the networking because they say so many people, so many speakers just show up and leave. What, what's your sure. take on that? Well, I do a couple of things. First of all, my favorite time slot is very first guy in the morning. I mean, I'm hoping to be 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock a.m. because I like people <laughs> who come with empty brains and empty bladders. And I find that I can get them to focus at that point better than any other points. Gosh, that's great. That's ins- <laughs> I can't get up that early. I'm sorry. But I'm thrilled <laughs> that there are people that will take that spot. Well, listen, I'm a sales guy and I'm speaking exactly. to salespeople, right? So early bird gets the worm in yeah. our industry. Um, but my, So what I do is I actually show up a day in advance for sure. And I try to attend. In fact, I'm, I 
I attempt to make it a mandatory part of my contract that I'm invited to whatever elbow rubbing event they have the night before, whether that's hors d'oeuvres or cocktails or a dinner. And I'm there in the moment rubbing elbows and, and trying to just get into the vibe of what morale is like within that given organization or given conference. And I'm looking to connect with people on an individual level so that they give me all the content that I need for my talk the next day. I mean, I'm, I'm already well prepared. If I didn't Absolutely. get that opportunity, I'm ready to rock anyway. But what I'm able to uncover right then, that, that sort of, uh, you know, when you're breaking bread with somebody and they're willing to share their, their biggest challenges with you, and I'm able to go back and think about it that night while I'm sleeping and modify a couple of my slides and a few of my points, boy, is that powerful the next day. Absolutely perfect. We, uh, what always seems to happen if that doesn't, you find out the day after what they wanted to have done. Right. Yeah. Well, if, he covered, if he had just talked about this or that, and we find a lot of times how well we did connecting with people. We have the same mentality. We come the day before, first of sure. all, so that we get there. You know, if there's any flight delays, it happens the day before. But like you said, you get to meet people. And if it if we do a really good job connecting, the, the questions are much different. They're much more advanced questions than people asking about very basic stuff that you thought you covered but you just for some reason didn't engage them the other thing i like to do is reach out to people in advance of the talk you know it's very common that you're speaking speaking with a meeting planner or an event planner or even a vice president of sales or somebody else within the leadership team that's great that they're the people who are paying you and hiring you but what i like to do weeks in advance of my talk is ask those people for permission to contact a few of their other employees and I like right. to talk to people who actually have their feet on the street, who are going to give it, give it to me, give me the straight dope, and tell me what's actually going out there in, in, in their world, and determine how I can help them the most. Because the reality is, it's one thing to please a meeting planner; it's another thing to to give every single person in that audience an actionable strategy that they can take back to the streets and turn into money. And that's what makes the meeting planners successful because they have delivered on their promise. Exactly. We're always. We're always in the question of who's the customer. Is the customer in the audience, in the seat, or is the customer the person who writes the check to us? And you got to kind of got an analog kind of play through that exactly. through that little maze there of back and forth. Yeah. Uh, we have to take a little break, don't we, Lynn? Well, so Noah, before we leave you this afternoon, how can our listeners find Noah Rickon? Well, let's see. I'll be available in stores everywhere, or you can check me out online at imetnoah.com. And I'm crazy. I put my cell phone number there. I'm standing by waiting for your call. Fabulous. And Noah, for those of the, of our listeners who've never heard that name before, is N-O-A-H, just like the guy who built the ark. I love you, Noah. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Let's catch up again real soon. It's been awesome, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys soon. Okay, off to our sponsors, Brasco, and we'll be right back. Time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. 
mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. As you know, being an expert at f What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Mike and Lori are back as they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on webmasterradio.fm. Today's guest commentary is offered by our good friend Steve Chihos of The Big Rocks. Hey, thanks, Mike. Today I want to share a few reasons that I've discovered over the years that people resist fundamental change. Sometimes I'll walk the halls of a client's headquarters building or wander through a plant interviewing key stakeholders or maybe just gathering feedback on the change. I'll look for common patterns in their comments. Sometimes I'll hear like negative stuff. Resistance jumps out when they give me answers like, you know, we got no time to deal with this change on top of the other work we're being asked to do. Or we tried something like that in the past. I remember and it didn't work. But you know what? It looks like you guys are going to press ahead anyway, so yeah, sure, we'll do it. Some other common patterns of resistance could be expressed more subtly. They're not really going to jump out at you, but they're there. Listen to these two comments. You know, I'm fine with it as long as you help me get ready. Uh, Call me a week before you go live. Or, you know, we're a bit different down here in the XYZ corner of the world. I wish you guys would have talked to us first, because it ain't going to work here. So how do you root out that kind of resistance, and how can you address it? Well, to help you catch both those direct, in-your-face kinds of resistance and those subtle expressions of resistance to change, I'm going to give you a short list of anticipated resistance categories that you can throw in your toolkit. I'd also like to give you just one tip on each case so that you can maybe address those. Okay, here's the first one. Maybe they just don't buy the rationale. Maybe they don't buy the business case for your change. The best way to address this gap is clear communication 
and open dialogue. Don't let people just express displeasure. Find out why they're displeased. Number two, they might just question the timing of you, question the timing of your change. Number two, they might just question the timing of your change. Avoid this resistance by carefully planning your change to coincide with business cycles. Give yourself a little bit of flexibility, but be true to your dates, especially if you've committed those dates to the rest of the organization. A third form of resistance, they might just believe the resource investment you're making in this change could have been uh, spent better somewhere else. You can hit this one head on by leveraging global sponsors to communicate the company's overall strategy, how the change fits into that, but use local leaders to show how the change fits into local priorities, such as the priority of daily work or weekly work. Another form of resistance is they might just not trust the people driving the change. The best way I've found for change agents to build trust is to communicate regularly and especially to listen. So get out there and establish that connection early, even if it's too early for them to do anything about it. Keep tabs on the pulse of each pocket of your stakeholder map and make note of the companies or the business units that you haven't heard from in a while. The fifth form of resistance I have is a general lack of confidence in a person's own skill level or knowledge of the new way of doing things. I found this especially common when you're dealing with kind of technology-based changes like new software or new business processes that use computers. The answer here is to provide adequate training, give it early enough, and measure stakeholder resistance or readiness so that when the training comes out, it is tailored to those individuals' needs. Finally, people might worry that there won't be enough support mechanisms in place after the change occurs. Go straight at this form of resistance too. Share the support model fully, and if there are gaps in that support model, talk to the rest of the team about how you can fill those. Be clear with your stakeholders about what support's going to be provided, but be careful not to overpromise. Resistance to change can be expected, so don't panic when you hear it. As I like to say, where people stand on a topic often depends on where they sit. So be ready for some business units to be happy, while others will resist your change. I have found that establishing a solid relationship with your global sponsors and local management is the most effective way to root out resistance and then address it. This has been Steve Chihos of The Big Rocks. You can learn more about dealing with resistance to change and other tools that you'll need to be a rock star change agent by visiting my blog at thebigrocks.com. Thanks, everybody. Back to you, Mike. So, Lori, how can people catch new episodes and get involved? People can find us on Rock the World with LinkedIn every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. And if you want to go back and hear other episodes of some of these great shows, you can find the archives of our past shows on our page at webmasterradio.fm or on iTunes. Look for that bright yellow explosive tie-dye logo. We know we're plugged in (laughs) with webmasterradio.fm. 